Welcome to the Hibridian Tales, Chapter 1, A Noble Duty, Episode 14. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Sprinkle, playing Leon Lighthammer, the party's artificer. I'm Keegan, playing Love Doss. And did you know that there's a word that describes not being able to remember a word, but I can't remember the word? Constantly an application that I have. <laughs> I'm Bailey, and I'll be playing Prior Peacemaker. And I'm Caitlin. I'm playing Lila Stormbreaker, the Storm Sorceress. Fantastic. We're going to go ahead and pick up right where we left off at the end of the big announcement. And we're actually going to go ahead, and you guys are still sitting on that balcony. The entire massive crowd has disseminated, and there is now a big crowd over at the church of people wanting to go sign up and join the military <laughs> and fight for their country. You happen to notice there's a fair amount of elves over there doing that. Is there a group of elves heading elsewhere? Yes, with the goblins. Hmm. So there's a big okay. crowd of elves over by the goblins, a big crowd of everybody over at the church, and they're trying to organize everyone into a single file, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's other people randomly going into buildings and buying stuff and going about their regular day. And you see some food vendors set up and stuff like that, too, who are servicing some people. And <laughs> As is the impending doom, they're just like, okay, uh, it's a Tuesday. I'm going to get lizard on a stick. <laughs> Basically. Lovedoss is going to put his flask of oil away and kind of walk towards where the elves and goblins are heading. Okay. Pryor and Lila, did you guys want to go with, or did you guys want to stay and chat with Leon here in a second? Um, I think I have stuff to discuss with wherever the majority of the party goes. Okay. Because Pryor still wants to talk about this. <laughs> That's fair. Now, you still do not have your daggers or anything like that yet. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Your Kasurigama is going to be tomorrow. The daggers and stuff they're going to try and get, take, she's get, take, working on getting taken care of now. So she's still going to come back up to take care of the dagger and the, the helmet. So I guess Lila would kind of grab Uncle Zenzen's hand and be like, Hey, wait, Uncle Zenzen, before we take off, we've still got, you know, that gear, the, the nice lady who's going to, you know, give you for, you know, you're, you're, and she just kind of motions towards the face. <laughs> if you wanted to wait so we can kind of figure out our next move and then, uh, you know, start heading towards New Haven to get ready to hop on the ship, eh? Bring it to me. Fair enough. I, I guess I'll, I'll just meet you in New Haven then. I'll meet you at the ship. I'll be on the docks. I'm assuming that's kind of where the elves and goblins are heading. Yes, basically. And then she just gives him a big hug, I guess, around the waist. <laughs> like, gives him a hug, like, all right, see you then. <laughs> then turns back to Leon and Pryor. All right, while you guys are sitting there, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to follow uh, Love Doss first. <laughs> <laughs> so, Love Doss, you fall in line with a bunch of these elves and the goblins up front. As you get closer, you happen to notice. Lana. Okay. She's far enough ahead that you you don't really want to bother her too much. She's a little bit of a prick anyway, so why would you want to? <laughs> far away would you say she is from? Uh, football field. About 300 feet. Oh. 
Oh, that's beautiful. And, like, whereabouts am I in this crowd of elves? Near the back, because some people fall, fell in behind you, so you're not in the middle, you're not in the far back. About a dozen fell into the mob crowd behind you, so there's maybe two or three right behind you, but you're okay. still in the backish area. Okay. And they're just escorting this whole group of elves down, and they're escorting them because you hear people saying all kinds of racial slurs about the elves, because in this crowd, there are a variety of elves. It's not just Lagosan elves. There's Nostarin elves, there's Soul elves, there's Umbral elves, Starin, very few Starin, but there's a couple Starin. And there's a few Jengali who are out and about as well, all kind of going and following along with this. And people are throwing all kinds of slurs. You know, half of them are inappropriate and untrue because you hear some hushed rumors about, did you know they eat their babies? You know that's not true. That Jengali up front, he looks like he might have at one point. But that's not the point. The point is, you guys are going along and people are being mean. So it makes it more evident that it's not a bad idea that these elves get out of here. Not they're hostile, it's that it's not going to be very pleasant or friendly. And if anything were to ignite it, this powder keg would explode. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, As Go ahead. Yeah, where are we exactly heading to? You're headed towards New Haven. Okay. Any specific part of New Haven? Maybe some place where I could soapbox? I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> so, as you guys get into New Haven, you notice there's three platforms. Wana gets up on top of one and points down a path where the other goblins start taking the other elves. She's not speaking. She's very purposely not speaking right now. What languages do does Lana speak? I mean, she knows Goblin in common, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, right now I just have on her sheet Goblin in common. Okay. Go ahead and add Elvin. I mean, I can understand her knowing Elvin, but yeah. there's another Elvish language. Oh, are you thinking Sylvan? Uh-huh. She does not know Sylvan. Oh, that is beautiful because Lovedoss is going to yell stop in Sylvan. A bunch of the elves that understand you, because not all elves understand the Sylvan. Of course. So all the Lagosa and all the Nostarin and the Jengali immediately stop. The other elves continue. So the Umbral, the Soul, and oh, I forgot to mention the Sarens are also there too, the, the water elves. The ones attracted to work in the ocean anyway. <laughs> they like being near water. The happy, the closer to water they are, the happier they are. So they happily volunteer to go on a ship. So those four continue on. The other three stop. Because it's not coffin that they hear the old language, is the way I'm going to say it. The forgotten tongue, the old language, whatever you want to use there. Uh, Love Doss is also going to go ahead and cast Hypnotic Patterns. So any of the... Sylvan, and he's working his way towards, like, the center of the crowd. Okay. But within a 30-foot cube, um, I have, I mean, I can share hypnotic pattern with you. Uh, the Let's see. Each creature in the area, 30-foot cube, makes a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed. And I want to use the social aspects of charmed to my ability 
or to my advantage, giving myself advantage on interactions socially. Okay. You got half the crowd. Oh, beautiful. That's a good number because mob mentality. Um, <laughs> and Lovedoss isn't necessarily standing on anything. He has Robert with him. But that's kind of about it. He doesn't have this helmet on because he doesn't have it yet. But he is going to start. And he's just is still in Sylvan. He is he he looks around the crowd and still yelling, exclaims, We will stay and fight. This is our place too. And that's kind of about like there's a little bit more to it, but that is the majority of the gist of what he's saying. Okay. With that you win over another half half of what's left so you've got 25 percent of the rest of the crowd that's like yeah but i've seen people get stabbed here <laughs> they're gonna keep going because they know it, it might be their home but it's not a safe home on the best of days <laughs> they've been in piscoli longer than a week <laughs> moments later love Doss and whoever will follow him they don't go to enlist in the military they're going to get arms on their own. Okay. The, I guess the skinny of what Love Doss, for everybody who's not with him, which is everybody, the skinny of what Love Doss is doing is he's raising his own militia on the side. Yeah, I, I figured. So there was, all right, so I'm going to roll a percentile. There were 5,000 elves in the first place. Okay. About 1,500 went to go sign up in the first place. The other 35, 500 just ran home. 600 or so ran home. There's a good, not a great percentage, but a good 10 to 15% that just went home. You have what's left. And then of that, you have, so we're going to math that down. So, so we've got 3,500 elves who were kind of making their way to the docks, right? Uh, hang on. There were 1,500 who, so 5,000. Minus 1,500. Yep. Which is 3,500. I have my yep. calculator That's up. 3,500. So 3,500. And then that minus, let's say, minus 750, because they all went home. That's 2,750. From that 2,750, you got half the crowd in the first place to stop. Okay, so 1,375. Yep. Which of checks that, out. You got... You know, times 0.75, because 75% of them are believing your rallying cry. So you have 1032. We'll call it 1032. We'll round up because you can't have a quarter of a person. Yeah. These are all adults. These are not kids. Anyone who had kids, they all went home and sent and or sent one person back home to get their families to meet them at the docks or whatever. Yeah. So some of these people may Love have Doss had... has no he's not casting any judgment on any who's are who are continuing. Yep. I want to make that clear like he's not upset with people who are saving their skin. No, or saving their families, right? Like go save your kids, save your women. Like I understand this. Now you do have a fair amount of women, you have a fair amount I of I would like to make an argument based off and this is Keegan making a deal mm -hmm. with Eric. Uh, based off the fact that um, hypnotic pattern, mm -hmm. 
granted me advantage in social interactions. Mm -hmm. Can I get advantage on your role of percentile? Yes, which be glad you did. Okay, so what number am I looking at? You originally had a four, you've now got a 53. So what that did was that lined up your spot. You have 547 elves with me. No, you had 1,032. Oh. You have 1,032. I mathed that down for you. Gotcha. This 53%, I was actually going to roll and have you give me a 10% range. I had to figure out your number first. Okay. You have a 10% chance that one of your members in your group is actually a blacksmith or an armorer or something that already has weaponry or something at the ready. Let me... uh... Yes, I'm giving you advantage, but you're going to pick a 10% range. So let's just say 50 to 60 or 50 to 50 to 59, right? Something like that. A range of any 10 numbers. And I will roll. And because of advantage, I will roll twice. If either of those lands in that range, you get it. If they both do, two speak up. But I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out how to roll dice. Okay. So I'm in the 90 percentile. Okay. So 90 to 99 or 90 to 100? Which one do you want? uh, Because triple zero is 100 the way I roll. Uh, 90 to 91 to 100 because I rolled a 94. 91 to 100? You got it. Well, that's a nine. That's a no. I left First, it up to dice. Oh, and how often do dice like each other? They I don't. Find my other one. Especially percentile. Yeah, right? Oh, man. It was a 58. Oh. So you got a nine and a 58. No one speaks up, but someone does raise their hand and say, I have friends who might be able to help if you want their help. He's a little nervous, but it's because he's a Nostarin and you're a Lagosin. So you're not always on the best terms, but, you know, that's the difference between the High Elves and the and Woodlike Elves. We need arms. Okay, you five, with me. And then the six of them run and go to the friends. He grabs his five buddies, essentially. <laughs> In fact, it was the elf who tried to stab you uh, yesterday. Huh. That checks out. <laughs> Who else would know an arms dealer? I mean, come on. Somebody who's sketchy. Yeah, right? Like, come on. Like, there's two different big sides to Love Doss, guys. There's the fuck around, and there's the find out. (laughs) We're in the find out phase. Love Doss might be sticking around just to help organize this army he now has of a thousand crew himself. Kind of. He just... He just created a militia. (laughs) Of over a thousand people. Yeah. And you hear people throughout your crowd, because now at this point you're walking back towards somewhere, right? You're not staying in New Haven? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. People are coming up to you and offering their services. You've got clerics, you've got paladins, you've got people who worship all kinds of gods. So you've got all kinds of power and strength in your wrecks. It's not just fighters it's not just rogues you've got people who are skilled i would like to take this moment to bring up my background feature so i am the haunted one those who look into my eyes can see that i have faced unimaginable horror i like to imagine this not so much as like 
I saw something that's super spooky, I faced great shit. And I'm no stranger to shit happening. Mm -hmm. They might fear me a little bit because there's like a little bit of dead in my eye. We've all seen those people. But commoners will extend me every courtesy and do their utmost to help me. Unless I show me to be a danger to them. And that's why some of them went ahead and left, because they didn't look in your eyes, per se. Uh-huh. But it was a bad idea you were presenting in their own opinion. Uh-huh. And these other guys who had skills, they were leaving for one reason or another to save their own skin or whatever. But now that they've been re-rallied, they're not against fighting. Caitlin, did Lana recognize my voice? Good question. Um, should I roll, I guess? Roll a perception for Lana real quick. Oh, but I don't even have her fully stunted. That's okay. Roll a dice and add five. Uh, oh, I only rolled a ten, so fifteen. Yeah, she recognized it, but she decided to not fuck with it. I, I feel like she knew it wasn't a great idea to cross. Yeah, but it was also one where she's not going to... She's She only signed up to take the people who were willing to uh, to go anyway. So if they didn't want to go, even if they originally did, she's not going to force the issue. Yeah. She's got a business transaction. Not my problem. Yeah, right? Not my monkey, not my problem. I don't care. I'm just here to take these guys out of the city because that was the deal. <laughs> I was handed job. I do job. <laughs> yeah. So she wasn't going to fuck with it, but honestly, based on her contract, she didn't have to. Anyone who wanted to fight for the city was welcome to do so. I just took advantage of an opportunity and convinced more to fight. Exactly. So she's not going to say no. She's not going to say yeah, but she's not going to care. <laughs> she's got her own job and she's got two mm-hmm. days to get the hell out of here and head down to Monastery. And do what she's got to do. So she's got her own deadlines. She's not worried about you. As long as she has her head count, which, you know, whatever that might be. <laughs> she got, let's just say, half of the city's elves are leaving. Because you have a 1,000. There were 1,500 that signed up. That's 2,500 out of 5,000 elves. Like, half the elven population is leaving. The other half has agreed to fight. Now, you might have some women and children laying around who didn't leave and all that kind of jazz. But... I'm only doing a head count of adults. And I'm not just counting adult men. I'm counting all adults. So technically, the women are not a problem in that. But I'm talking the mothers who are home caring for the kids and are non-combatant. For those of you who may be thinking I'm over here being sexist in my census count. Now, while you're building your militia, the others are over back at the the thing. You're organizing them. You're getting them into their different groups. And you're just going to give them their quote-unquote preliminary preparation instructions. But while you're doing all that, the others are back at the blacksmith. They're still up up at the top. Prior, Leon, and Lila are up on the balcony still talking. Guys, Lovedoss just left. You saw him fall in with the crowd of elves headed towards New Haven. What she had to do? Hmm. Meet back up with him. He said he said we'd meet him at the, the port on the docks before, you know... Before it's time to go to Salash. It is okay. It is it's fine. She sounds like she's most like trying to convince herself that oh, it's fine. It sounds like you're trying to convince <laughs> yourself there, Lila. I'm sure it's fine. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. And if it's not, I'll 
deal with it not being fine when it's time to deal with it not being fine. I'm not going to borrow trouble from the future. No. (laughs) None of us know what the future holds. That's one reason why we're trying to be preemptive with all this. I'm supposing that we just need to get this little bit of gear from the nice lady um, and figure out our next course of action if we're about ready to head to the docks. And I suppose if we should uh, update, you know, Big Daddy D there, the uh, estimated time of arrival in Slosh. So I didn't know if Mr. Pryor, uh, Mr. Niceface, if you wanted to come with us to New Haven and see us off. So that in case we have to send one last message, you know. Um, plus, you know, with all the elves heading towards the docks, who knows, you know. So you might be able to find, you know, uh, your buddy, you know, Mootoot. I mean, Kerstair, you know, that guy. So a lot of elves headed that way. And they said they took some of my, uh, uh, my gobble buddy said that they, they took some from, you know, from confinement. So hopefully somebody doesn't burn it down. Oh, he wasn't, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't give him a torch. <laughs> That's going to stop him. I mean, maybe we should start making our way to the dock soon. <laughs> you think? Especially since, you know, Love Dosh just, you know, rode off into the sunset with how many elves? Uh, as far as you know, not a lot. You probably haven't seen that yet unless you're looking out. Like, he just, well, all we saw was that, you know, he joined the crowd of elves headed well, towards New Haven. Uh, well, I'm going off what Eric said, which is, He's vibing and cruising with a whole bunch of elves, so that means what, per se? Sure, but maybe we should check on um, your lady friend, uh, lady, you know, Light Hammer Lady, um, see if she's done with the, uh, the, the gizmo gears, and, and then uh, make her way to New Haven, eh? You mean the other Light Hammer apprentice? Yeah, that lady. You know, the one that was nice enough? To make us weapons? Yeah, and, you know, if there's a price... I mean, she didn't negotiate a price with me, but, you know, I've got a little bit of gold left. Um, we'll see. But yes, we can. love how Love Doss left without finding out about a price. Yeah. Whether he had to pay it or not. Pay. And I'm like, hey, wait, what about your helmet thing? You know, the thing that was, like, to cover your ears. You take yeah. care of it. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that is definitely not the first time that I've just told Lila to take care of this, <laughs> figure it out, I will be back. And it won't be the last, hopefully, either. Hopefully he gets to the port before we take off. <laughs> At the mention of her, unless prior you had some, some things you wanted to, to say, you said you had some things you wanted to say to them, so I'll let you talk to them first. I think he's still thinking. Like you could tell, you could tell that Pryor is definitely deep in thought right now, because because everything's happening all at once. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, Lila and Leon are going to be gone. It's just going to be him and Luther that he knows of, and, and he thinks Love Doss is probably leaving too. It's a fair assessment because Lila is going, so would Love Doss. Yeah. So he thinks it's just going to be him and Luther. So he's trying to formulate a plan. Okay. So you're trying to formulate a plan in your own noggin. I have a plan, but. But prior doesn't yet. He's he's thinking. He he's contemplative right okay. now. All right. So Simone's going to come back up, and she's going to give 
the dagger to um, Lila and be like, sorry, it was made in a bit of a rush, but I know you goblins like things made quick. So I tried to make it a goblin way. So hands you back. By the way, it is now actually a plus one black iron goblin dagger. (laughs) Of course it is. Which means you now add your wisdom on top of all that damage. Oh. Yeah. So D4 plus wisdom plus dex plus one. Come on, y'all. Plus wisdom. Yay. So what's that do, grand total? What's your dex mod? Uh, my dex is a plus two. My wisdom is a plus two. So plus five. D4 plus five. Yeah. The only problem is it's a poor quality weapon, which means you have a negative one to hit with. So it cancels out that plus one. So it's just a, it's still a plus one, but it's. To hit, it's only going to end up being a plus five because that's proficiency proficiency plus dex. dex. Yep. Minus one. No, because the plus one and the minus one cancel each other out, making it a. Oh, okay. She was getting the plus one and then she gets the minus one from being poor quality. Because it was intentionally made poor quality. Even though it was magical and made with magical type materials, it still gets all the benefits of being magical, just not the attack bonus. Alright, and then she's like, where's the... the?" And she points to her, to the side of her head for the ears. The, oh, the elf. He went on ahead um, and said that I'd go ahead and um, hold on to it for him and give it to him next time I see him. So I'll be um, covering the cost of his as well. And Cost? No cost. No, 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 no cost. Oh, you're a doll baby. And she, no, she's acting half afraid. <laughs> no, 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 no cost, no cost. Why, why, why would you think cost? It's light hammer to light hammer favor. He did me favor yesterday. I do him favor today. We make him happy long time. And, and she's just like, but I, I just must say, thank you for making the decker the way that you made the decker. It makes me so happy and... Thank you. And she just gives her a hug and a peck on the cheek. And it's like, thank you. This is the best. Like, I will she, treasure it. Thank you. She <laughs> looks at you like, the fuck did you just do that for? <laughs> She's just excited. She's like, I got a toy. She does this a lot. Trust me. <laughs> you'll get used to it. <laughs> she like, and sir, sir, with the blade, it'll be ready tomorrow. Sounds good. All right. I got to go back to work, though. And she <laughs> hurries away. Lila oh, waves uh, waves goodbye, like all excited and happy. Like, bye! <laughs> She's a nice lady. <laughs> Light hammers don't sit there and take assholes. It's a plus one elven mate. Elven designed black iron helmet. I'll add it to my inventory under the gifts column. This is what's funny about Lila's like, inventory. Is I have a section labeled gifts. <laughs> I've never mm-hmm. had that with a character before. Where I'm like, okay, this is the section for shit that de- it's in her inventory. Elven helm, you said? Yes. Is there a difference between the factor of it being an elven design and an elven no. helm? No, no, no. It's just elven designed. That way it doesn't get mixed up with actual racial wep- or racial armor? I don't have racial armor, which is why I said elven designed. Oh. The different races only have different weapons. They do not have different armor. They have different designs of armor, but the armor still effectively works the same way. Okay, just needed to clarify. Yep, marking it as an elven helm is fine. It just it doesn't change anything. Well, done, done. Alrighty. So you guys are now free to leave. Prior just has to come back tomorrow. Yeah. Which thankfully he has a tomorrow. 
I hope. He has a tomorrow. He has a plan. Are you coming with us to, to see us off in uh, New Haven? Or are you uh, going off on, on your uh, own walkabout and we're saying goodbye here? Uh, I'll, I will head to port with you. I have time to pass, but I must talk to Luther. But I have time to pass until then. Yeah. And I suppose if we, if we don't get to see Spooky Dude um, Luther before you know, we go, um, you promise to, to, to tell him, you know, we'll see him when we come back around in town, eh? Uh, we'll do. Might be a little over a week, I suppose, depending on how long we have to spend when we get to Slash and how long it takes us to get there, and, you know. But probably see you in a week or two, yeah? You know, something like that. I sure hope so. Ah. <laughs> and... So off we go to see the wizard. <laughs> oh, the wizard, the wonderful wizard of elves. <laughs> so, okay, so you guys are headed that way, back to Lovedoss. It's going to take them a, l- a little bit to get up to you. You're still working on organizing your people. You're in a small square. It, there's, it's a little bit of a square, but it's like not as big as the central square, right? There's some shops and that kind of thing, but it is what it is. After about half an hour, these other guys that left you come back. Each set of them is carrying two crates, one in each hand. So there's six crates that are coming in back. They set them at your feet in a pyramid shape, so three, two, one, and say, here you go. Hopefully these will at least get us started. Anything's a start. And who has their own arms? Two-thirds of them raise their hand. Your fighters, your clerics, your paladins, <laughs> they all have their own gear. So you only have to really gear up a good three or four hundred of them. Well, I think most of them actually have arms. <laughs> I thought you were going to make that joke. They all raised their hands. I almost did, but I, they, they know what he's talking about because yeah. he referred to the weapons as arms a second ago. Yeah. So. When Lobdoss is going to pull out his crowbar and just pry open the first crate and just start handing out whatever it is. And I'm assuming it's mostly a mix of lower-end short swords, hammers, sickles, maybe daggers, farm equipment even. Simple weapons, some mining tools, so your picks, yeah, stuff like that. You've got some war picks, you've got some general mining picks. Most of it is all standard weaponry there's not any elven or anything like that this was just a what can i get now and get to you now they're not mentioning anything else yet but they did make another side deal with the guy but they'll mention that to you here in a little bit of the individuals who have introduced themselves to me with their own specific skills you have met do any of them own a brewery distillery winery or tavern well let's roll that percentile one more time and you still have your advantage because the horde mentality is with you i am hoping for something within the 60s 60s all right first one is a 51 second one is an 85 Hawksuckers. thankfully a monk looking guy walks up and he's like i don't own one obviously I, he's very, very plainly dressed. He's like, I obviously don't own much, but I know a guy. There's an Ursid who owns a bar. Okay. Down on the southern end of town. 
We can go there. He's very friendly to all. He will let us work there. I can almost guarantee you. He's a follower of Keg. Great guy. Phenomenal food. We'll get there. Okay. You want me to go ahead of you guys and... Make sure he has room for... This many? As many of us as possible. Yeah. Thankfully, it's a big bar, so I'll go let him know. Hope he at least has a barn. And he's hauling ass. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows how fast monks can move. He is moving that fast. Fucking ant. <laughs> he is hauling. He's got boots, boots of speed on. Basically, with monk speeds. Stepping <laughs> wind, boots of haste, or boots of speed, haste, double action, <laughs> dash, all the other bullshit. Moves like 800 feet per second. He's fucking flying. By the way, Sprinkle, are you ready with your guy? With what? With Poe. Is Poe ready? Personality-wise, yes. <laughs> Bill, no. That's fine. He is a follower of Keg. Okay, that works. So, not a big deal. He's headed that way. He is booking it 225 feet per six seconds. He is hauling ass. <laughs> so... A couple other clerics introduce themselves, a couple of paladins. You've got some good leadership in front of you that deal with the gods that the elves usually follow. So June, Soraya, whatever the god of nature is, I can't remember it offhand. But the main gods that the elves follow are all represented. So there's an umbral elf that follows Yadira, a soul elf that follows Mitsu, Everyone is, all the gods or goddesses are represented in some capacity, whether it be a, a commoner who follows them all the way up to a paladin or a fighter or whatever. But the ones that are of key importance to you, there is a paladin who is actually, he's a starin. He has starlight silver eyes, which is how you can denote that he's a starin. And he walks up to you and he says, I am a follower of June. She fated me. To follow you. Now, what are your orders? And he seems like he commands respect in the way he's standing. And he's talking about fate and talking about June. You, so you know without a doubt he's a star. Probably has a few followers. Yes, Keegan. He's basically running as fast as Usain. You have an Usain Bolt the, on the I team. I did the fucking math. <laughs> I do. Like, ugh, this guy's scary. Uh-huh. You've got some scary people on your team. Just because he can get places. Like, yep. I need you a mile away, please. And he's like, give me 12 seconds, okay? <laughs> this Paladin of June walks up that I just finished describing, and he is standing there, ready to serve, on his knee, pledging his allegiance to you. Kneels one knee and stares at your feet. He's decked out in full plate mail. With a moment of hesitation, Lovedoss is just going to say, we don't kneel. Then he stands up, puts both hands down in front of him, and bows his head. And Lovedoss is going to kind of eye this guy up and down. Not saying anything, but looking at any emblems he sees, the quality of armor... Looking at this man to determine his individual capability. He himself is wearing no less than Masterwork. So he has made his mark in the world. He basically chose this place as like a retirement. He's not old. 
but he is old enough. You're 2000. You're right in the middle of Elven years. It, it would be like man's probably 10, maybe 15 away, 15 years away from retirement in like human years. Like definitely taking a job that's typically less strenuous, less dangerous. This is more comfortable. Mm -hmm. He was leaving because he figured he would be coming back. However, you just made it sound that there would not be a place to come back to if they didn't stay. Labdos is going to gesture to the side of him. He wants this man to stand at his right. So he goes ahead and he stands there. And you, now at this point, he goes from looking not meek, but submissive, which is what he was doing, was submitting himself to now he's got his arms back and he's actually standing at basically like a right hand man. And Lovedoss just doesn't look at him. He's still looking out over the masses who are introducing themselves, kind of like, almost at random, one by one. Mm -hmm. You will be one of my generals. Puts his, he puts his hand over his, over his chest, beats himself on the chest real quick. Yes, sire. Call me Lovedoss. Yes, Lovedoss. And... He says, "My, the other followers of June will report to you soon. He basically commands the Church of June in the city. So you now have more than just these elves at your disposal. As Lovedoss just accidentally became a warlord. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and add 100 more to your count. Oh so you now have God. 1132. <sighs> well, I have to make sure. That is the battle ready members of the church that is not every follower that is just the ones that are, would be ready and able to fight beside you well because i mean including with that love dos now assumes he has some degree of safe haven within the church mm -hmm. absolutely if he brings battle to the church yeah no that's not kosher but if he sends his ill and his injured, he knows there's a place to go. Mm -hmm. If you use the right strategy, you've got a safety. Okay, so I have a militia of, what was that, one, uh, 1032 elves? 1032 elves and 100 followers of June who are non-elven. Because any who followed June who, are already el who were already star and elves, they're either leaving because the person in charge of the city was their key to leave and they didn't understand Sylvan enough to stop. This guy has seen the shit. He's 3,500 years old or older. He has learned a few things from the other elves. So he learned enough Sylvan to hear you and understand you. Yeah. He's the guy you want on your side. He's a good level 10 to 12 paladin. Now, in the crates that they brought, there's this, a secondary crate on the inside. Mm -hmm. The guy who brought them pulls it out and he says, ah, I was waiting for this crate. Pulls that smaller crate out and says, the arms dealers and the underbelly of the city will follow you if you present this. And he just opens up this, this box and in it is a symbol. The symbol is that of Yadira. Uh, could you spell please? Yadira. Y-A-D-I-R-A. H. She is the goddess of shadow. And without missing a beat, 
Love Doss puts it on, but tucks it in, if that makes sense. He doesn't want this openly shared. No, because Yadira is not a well-loved deity in the city, but apparently there's a group enough that respects the power of being in the shadows. And Lovedoss understands that, but Lovedoss is also borderline agnostic. Mm-hmm. He has no allegiance to any god. Yep. He understands they exist, but he pretty much tells them all to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And at this, the um, when you take it and do that, they say, now, you are one of the five who possess such a totem. If they are already under contract by someone who has one of those, they will not follow because they have another job. However, this makes you an official contractor to be able to contract any of the members of the Shadow League. Uh, And the contract, contract, contradicts. Yeah, if if they already have a contradicting contract, they will not and cannot follow you your new contract but if they haven't they are swearing a contract to you and then he turns his his wrist over pulls up his sleeve and shows a tattoo on his left forearm that matches the symbol of yadira and and he then makes his vow saying that he is now following you until this battle is over and he specifically uses the word battle Lovedoss is going to gesture him to the side of the man who he just promoted as general. So the other side of him? Essentially, there's one man in between me and him. I'm per- okay. I'm I'm saying, join me, but you are not at my right or my left. Okay. There's a little bit of a disconnect because... Mm-hmm. You're basically assembling your big leaders. This is culty, and this isn't Lovedoss's flavor. But, it's but effective. he knows, he knows that this man deserves a seat at the table mm-hmm. because of his connections. Now, as you do that, Love Doss hears Lila coming up behind him. For prior Leon and Lila, it's been an hour and a half since you guys left that big thing. So prior any thinking you may do, may have done, you can accelerate that forward that hour and a half. Yep, yep, yep. So, if, depending on how quickly his brain works, he might be done with his plot. He might not, but that's your call for prior. I'm just letting you know that a significant chunk of time has passed. He is done with his plot. Lila, you see Lovedoss facing this army of a thousand elves. Six crates of something. Looks like weapons that are being handed out and distributed. A paladin next to him, and then this creepy guy. The far side of the paladin. These cases, I hope, included bows. Oh, yeah. No, all kinds of stuff. Okay. It's a variety. Uh, None of them are necessarily the highest end weapons. It's a mix of low to mid, I hope. Yes, you've got some poor, but you've got a good chunk of standard. Good. So some of them are going to get a negative one, but the rest are going to get a plot regular. You're good to go. Listen, listen. With a thousand people, a hundred negative one bows are still gorgeous. Yeah, right? Eventually something hits, motherfucker. Something's gonna hit, or you're just gonna be like, uh, there's a hundred arrows coming at us. Mm-hmm. You guys all show up. Lila, you're the first one to react. 
you see Love Doss and you're probably <laughs> excited. Oh, you look like you've been busy. Hey, I got your hat. Helm thing. <laughs> she just like pulls it out of her pack and is just like, here you go. Looks like you're going to probably need this. A little bit more than I thought. Eh? I presume you put it on. Uh, yes. Okay. It gives you a plus one to AC and it does not count as wearing armor because of the way they made it as an elven weave in an elven styled weave. And you also have an additional component that Bailey and I will figure out. Can it look copy image? Let's see. I like this image better. Uh, I, my, uh, this is mostly for Bailey. Mm-hmm. I would like the helmet's appearance to be about that. Ooh, okay. Definitely more elvish than that, but... However, it's high elven. Yes. So, it, it is maybe a bit more pretty, but there's, like, a head flare, intricacies, almost a sort of skull face that covers his eyes and nose and ears are definitely put away besides the detailing in the helmet it doesn't necessarily look as though an elf is under this helmet mm-hmm. it could be anybody so the additional capability and you'll get the full stat block here later is that it will absorb 1d4 of any lightning damage you take. Oh, plus one AC, which, whatever. 1d4 lightning resistance. 1d4 lightning absorption. Oh, okay. So I absorb it. it. What happens once lightning is absorbed? Uh, Hang on, he's typing. Or Bailey, just say it. You're fine. They're cool where I could rage it out. Well, so we had the idea for breastplates and stuff doing the absorption effect, and then when you take damage, it explodes with the amount of damage that was absorbed. Okay. Um, I'm just not sure if I want to give that to the helmet as well, because that might stack too well. So um, I might have to figure something else out with the... With both the armor and the helmet, they should have a maximum damage that they could hold. Yeah, and the, I'm thinking the helmet. Yeah, the helmet would hold less damage helmet, than the armor. Clearly, helmet can hold essentially two full attacks, so up to eight. So it can hold a maximum of eight. That that checks out. And then you can use this to, as a as a what do you think, Bailey? Reaction? Yeah, I yeah. almost feel that it would need to be worded force reaction. Yeah, a f- it's a forced reaction. So Upon you- being hit. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. you get hit, you can't stop the lightning from coming out, but it does take your reaction. The first hit you take, after it's full, you have a forced reaction. That forced reaction is it immediately discharges all of that. Now, it's a melee hit. <laughs> On the next melee hit that happens... It immediately discharges that through the weapon that originally attacked you to the attacker, dealing all eight damage back to them. Not a huge amount of damage, sure. And I imagine that armor takes double to quadruple because armor is big. 
But, like, gloves would be just as powerful as a helmet. Boots would be just as powerful as well, a helmet. When it comes to gloves, I would probably let that be an attack action rather than... Fair. Like, you, you absorb the electricity and then you can, like, punch it onto someone. But then it comes out with your next attack. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the idea of... Now, I know we're talking out of game a little bit, but I like the idea of these forced reactions. Mm -hmm. of like here's a slight detriment to putting because this on here's the thing the only reason it's a plus one is because of the material it's made out of if it wasn't if this was made out of anything else it wouldn't be it would just be masterwork it wouldn't yeah. be a plus one i'm just thinking though so what happens if you decide to absorb that electricity or, or it absorbs the electricity and then you use your reaction to do something else and then you take damage so maybe we should make the absorption a reaction, and it just says, like, the next time you take damage, uh, it explodes, because you decided to absorb damage. That does check out. Yeah. Um, I'm still on team forced reaction, because I like this being, here's a slight drawback. Yeah. You can lose your reaction. It would lose your next reaction. It would honestly, even though I'm forcing you the reaction to take place right now, you don't get a reaction on your next turn. Yeah, I'm just wondering, because there's no guarantee that when you absorb the electricity that you would take melee damage the next turn, though. No, is my and thing. it's not the next turn. It's, it's the next time you take melee damage. But what if I have used my reaction since then is the thing I'm worried about. If you've used your reaction, you lose the reaction on your next turn. So anyone who runs past you, not this turn, on your next turn, so it's a delayed force reaction, essentially. You lose a reaction on the turn after the one you're currently on if you have no reaction to take. So they're still instantly electrocuted because it's a forced reaction. The item says it's a reaction. It, it forces that reaction. As a wizard, I love the idea of a forced reaction while knowing that that intercepts shield there's a vulner vulnerability and and a perk but he's saying what if you've already used shield yes. and now you're being forced to use this additional yes. reaction yeah i'm saying like what what if it triggers and you don't have a reaction to spend like bailey said i do kind of like the idea of now i'm on team bailey here and i think i'm understanding him correctly if I have already used my reaction, the idea of having we should continue this conversation short like any further through Discord, but if I don't have a reaction to spend to absorb, I don't absorb. But the only way to block that absorption is to have already used my reaction. Does that sound like what Bailey's trying to say, Bailey? Um Make, yeah, just make the absorption a reaction, so the character has to intentionally choose, am I going to shield or am I going to absorb this? And then it's a bonus action to release the, to re, to let it re, um, go back through. No, we'll figure it out. We'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. But essentially, it's going to allow you to absorb up to eight lightning damage, max 1d4 per instance of lightning damage. What we do with it and how it in reacts and interacts after that is our finite details are semantics that will crash out. Correct. We'll get you this full stat block when we fit when we figure it out. Um, but 
ultimately it'll work very similar to the way the armor does and all of that kind of stuff. So end of the day, you do have a plus one helmet that gets you lightning absorption. Yes. And upon receiving this helmet from Lady Stormbreaker, who is now likely standing with her back to over a thousand elves. Lovedoss is putting on the helmet without a second thought. Lila just kind of like looks a little bit. It's like, hey, so my guess is you're staying here and uh, I'll be catching up with you when I come back around. I've still got to take big guy here to Salash and uh, maybe have a couple quick words with uh, Reginald or Corey before we kip out. Did you? And Lovedoss is suddenly going to just look to his right. Step away. Instructing oh, both of them. Back the fuck off. This isn't your conversation. Oh, yeah. No, they, 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 they were figuring it out. and They were already starting to walk towards the crowd and back the crowd up. Like, he <laughs> wants them to deal with weapon distribution, kind mm-hmm. of figuring out who's capable of doing what. Yep, and they're getting your people set up into fighter categories, archers. Like, they're getting everyone set up into what kinds of things they can do. So your supports, your brutes, your... Swapping weapons through people based off Mm -hmm. of needs and ability. Definitely that. So that everybody's as optimized as reasonable. Correct. They're doing reasonable prompt optimization. You ever shot a bow before? No. Why are you holding one? Here's a hammer. Yeah, basically. So they're doing all of that while you guys are doing in this conversation, because then Pryor's allowed in that conversation as well as as is Leon. Did you grab those stones as he's looking at Miss Stormbreaker? Stones? Uh, the sending stones. You mean stones that are are uh, Leon? No, not the rocks you collect. Wait, no, I, no, I know he's talking confused. about sending stones. Those sending stones were the ones that Leon gave to Pryor for Pryor and Luther to have. I thought he presented additionals. Leon only gave the one to Pryor. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he only gave two because it was assumed that you were going to be coming with Leon and I. So yeah. there's only two sending yeah. stones and it's with Pryor and Luther. Okay. Then let's back that up. (laughs) Um, Hmm. You need to report in every day. Do you understand me? Of course. Uh, I'll uh, pass along a message to, you know, Leon to pass along to Pryor, and Pryor will have to get the message to you, I suppose. I mean... Leon, will you let her use the stone? It's a little game of telephone, I suppose. (laughs) And Pryor, will you... Tell me she's okay. If I receive word from her, I will be sure to pass it along. Thank you. After all, I know your face, and I have ways that even if I can't find you, I can still tell you. Apparently all you have to do is get to the Temple of June. Hmm, interesting. Could be worse. I could tell you more. I'm hoping, or kind of wishing we had that kind of time to know what's going on, but uh, I'm supposing not sure. Your uncle is very upset with people. Ah. So are you protecting Piscoli with uh, your buddies here, or are you trying to take Piscoli? <laughs> like, um, My problem is <laughs> not with the city. That's fair enough. Well, That's as long as not New to say still... I don't have problems within the city. As long as New Haven's still standing when I get back here. 
Uh-uh. Who's in charge when you leave? Who's in charge when I leave? Um, well, for now, it's Reginald. Uh, that's who I was going to have a... Uh, well, it's Lana's leaving in two days. Reginald's leaving in... Was he leaving in four? Out of game. He's leaving in three. Three? Unless I can convince him to stay. And the other goblins arrive in four. It's a question mark. Who's in charge in four? Um, well, let's see. Right now, it's technically Lana and Reginald. Lana leaves in two days. Reggie leaves in three, unless I can convince him to stay put while we're gone. Um, or I can leave Corey behind, and if he uh, lets us just take the ship ourselves to Salash instead of riding with him. So, otherwise, in four days, a whole new batch of goblins arrives. Um, I'm not sure if my dad's going to be among them, or who all's exactly rolling through in four days. Uh, I need someone I can trust, and I need you to tell the goblins to have my back. Oh, that was already the, the plan is to at least say and have them, you know, keep New Haven safe and... This isn't just New Haven. Yeah, because I can't predict Reginald, and the only way I could is if I promise him something I'm not willing to promise, and you know what I mean by that. So, Corey would probably be your best bet as somebody who can uh, have your back and follow orders. Now, I would recommend, if you do talk to him, speak in positives. (laughs) If you know what I mean. Don't tell him, do not harm so-and-so. Because he's just going to hear the harm so-and-so part. (laughs) Say, protect. Say, do this. (laughs) Just fair warning. He's a little simple, but he's he's awesome. (laughs) I love him. So tell him that I will end him if he doesn't. Oh, come now. You remember Corey, right? He's the the little pipsquirt. Oh, Corey, I... (laughs) He's another Stormbreaker. He's all right, I thought. He's the pipsquirt. Now, he's he's the one who's like super short, right? (laughs) I mean, he's grown into his feet a little bit since then. But, you know, remember when I first got dreads, he wanted to get dreads. And, you know. That Corey understood. He's, he's silly. (laughs) So, all right, I'll, I'll try to see if I can leave him behind then. Because I think, yeah, you're probably right. You know, Reginald might be a little unpredictable. Like I said, I'd have to promise things I ain't willing to promise to keep him around. So, mind you, he has more ships. But, Corey, you could at least maybe, well, predict as well as you can predict any goblin. (laughs) Well, he's better than your sister. Oh, come now. I mean, she's a little... She just gives me a headache. Like, she says hello and... (laughs) <laughs> I already have a migraine. I I know this isn't going good. That's your sister. The worst you do is start something on fire. Fall asleep in random places. <laughs> Get lost. Take over ships with nothing but my skivvies. <laughs> yes, but look at what I've just That was done. an accident. <laughs> And he kind of gestures to this crowd that is murmuring about while getting armed. And I'm hopeful that, like, while they're getting armed, those amongst the crowd who are more adept at some form of weaponry are, hey, maybe this is just some fighter. 
who knows how to use generic weapons, is showing people how to use these weapons. No, they're taking them away from the ones who obviously don't. And those who are showing that they're immature enough to not use a weapon, they're being, oh. those weapons are being taken away from them right now. There's definitely ones who are being kind of, I know we gave you a hammer, but now you're a cook. We gave you a hammer. You hit your buddy in the head. You're a fucking problem. Yeah. Suddenly on supply distribution, you're not, no. <laughs> you're now on KP. <laughs> <laughs> you're cleaning latrines. <laughs> mm-hmm. So after everyone's been assessed and analyzed, your general tells everyone that it's time for them to move out and move down to the, um, the bar. And they start, mar- they start not marching, but mob walking. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, I forgot the name you s- told me of the goblin you're leaving in your role. Corey. Thank C-O-R-E-E. you. C-O-R-E-E. Corey Stormbreaker. <laughs> so it's, a, it's still a Stormbreaker. It's just, you know. <laughs> your cousin. Uh, it looks like you're busy. So I'm going to make my way to the port and talk to Corey. And, uh. Yeah, if you need any information of the dealings in town, we're also hoping for some information from uh, about the, the church still. Yeah, but I, I suppose he's going to report to Pryor. Uh, that was stinky. So, but uh, yeah, should take us, I don't know, four or five days to get to Salish. I don't know how long we'll be in Salish and then four or five days to get back. So say in a week and a half, two weeks tops, eh? Something like that. That. Checks out. And, um, so there's this paladin of June, right? Love Doss is going to call him over. He was marching everyone out. He stopped. He was at the rear because now the shady guys it was in the front leading everyone to where they were going. Because who better to navigate the city than the guy who knows every city. aspect yeah. of the city? So he was just following and he was wait. He waited until everyone left you. Then Can he we imagine, leaving. like, just for 30 seconds, their relationship? Uh-huh. I have promoted a paladin connected to a church as my right-hand man. Mm-hmm. I don't align to his church, but he is mm-hmm. my right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Beneath him, I promoted somebody who's a higher up in the underbelly. Mm-hmm. At least middle management Yes, is how I see it. Uh-huh. Can, that's not a great relationship. It's a working relationship at well, the moment. We have the same goal at, right now. Yeah. Uh, but I look at him and I'm just like, at the very least, my niece needs a scroll of water breathing. And before Lila can say anything, <laughs> you have made mistakes before he pulls his satchel off his back off his side he had essentially a, a side pouch he opens it up you see two dozen scrolls here is water breathing he pulls it out hands it to her thank you no problem um hey need any others you what else do you have <laughs> well what do you need i might this have the, the june guy yeah Huh. <laughs> Lila just like you know, looks at the scroll pockets and it's like, oh well, thank you, sir. I and she just like thrusts her hand out the handshake. This is what landwalkers do, yes. <laughs> thank, thank you, man. 
Is, is there any other, sir? Is there anything else you need, my love? If he has a spare to give to Leon, to, to big guy, that'd be nice of him. But, you know, otherwise, I think uh, we we should be kipping on our way down to the, the port, yeah? He heads off towards the bar. Did he have a spare to give to big no. guy? Or? He said no, he only had the one. I shared what the spell is to you, but it's ten creatures can breathe underwater. Oh, okay. For a day. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. I looked into that spell, uh, uh, and I think I might have, uh, I was considering giving it to Lila at some point, but I just, I didn't. <laughs> it wasn't a yet spell. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but now you have at least a single use of it. You just have to read it and cast it. Mm-hmm. And um, at the very least, it keeps you and whoever else is most important on the ship alive for a day. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Love Doss, are you going to the bar with the rest of them, or are you going to the dock with the others? Um. <laughs> go with your army or go with your friend. Yeah. I have to go with my friends to see my niece off. Okay. No, that's perfect. All right. So you guys go on. You guys head on over to um, to Corey's dock, where Corey was docked up. And you see Corey on his ship, ordering people around and bossing him around. And he turns around, looks over his shoulder toward back towards land every so often. And on one of them, he looks back, he sees you, and he's like... <gasps> He jumps right off his ship, even though there's a gangplank right there for him to walk <laughs> down. He just leaps, jumps, and tackles Lila and says, You made it! I assume it's time to go? Um, we just gotta have a couple quick words before, uh, you know, kipping off. Okay, all four of you, right? Not yet. No. Oh, three? And, uh, got a proposition for you. Ooh! I like being propositioned. Wink, wink. <laughs> You're adorable. But uh, consider this, because, listen, I got a, a new mission taking me up to Slash and taking Big Guy here up to Slash with me. Ips ready for that, okay? Yeah, and we're ready for that. Um, Lana's leaving in two days. <laughs> Reginald's leaving in, what, three? That's what the rumors are, yes. That's what the rumors are. And then after that, you know, we get the new ships coming in, but uh, somebody's got to be there to greet them and run the town. I'll do it! You'll do it? You're leaving! Of course it's on me! It's my job! I take over when the lords are gone! So you let me, uh, hop this ship and take it up the slosh and back, and, uh, you'll run New Haven for me in my stead. It used to be yours at one point anyway! That's true. Yeah. I just want to make sure, but, uh, let me leave you with a couple words of, uh, couple words to, to keep you company while we're gone, okay? Yeah. And he looks very confused at how words can keep him company, but he's <laughs> listening, but he's confused, but he's listening. Let me uh, phrase it differently. Um, you know, not orders per se, but requests from cousin to cousin. Is that a better way to put it, bud? Okay. Still that, a little confused, but... <laughs> that uh, there might be some trouble coming down the pike here. You know, um, I have this piece of paper, you know, and I hand it to him, uh... That, you know, if you heard about the announcement, right? And the, the, I gotta go! I gotta get the fuck out of here, man! And he's like, get scared after reading the elves are coming. Hold on, C- Corey! <laughs> Love Doss is going to be <laughs> uh, describing a single word 
onto a scrap of paper that he has. That's it, right now. Okay. Corey's hyperventilating. <laughs> she holds court calmness. Now, we stay true to our bond to Lord Drakesh, yeah? Who helped us carve out New Haven. He's the reason that we have this little piece of freedom. Sure. Now, in this port. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, in my stead, while we go up to Salash, and we, we're gonna get some more troops. You know, left us here. You know, Uncle Zen Zen's got a bunch of troops he's controlling, too. So, you're okay. gonna listen to, to Uncle Zen Zen here. Okay. And have his back. You're gonna meet me every day, yeah? And you kind of just see Lovedoss pointing one finger at himself and kind of looking quizzically. Like, you talking to me or you talking to her? Like... You... 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 You, 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 you have... And he'll have your back. I want to say yes. Okay. But... I hope your dad's not showing up. He's scary. As he talks to... You are going to be meeting me every day. And like, Lovedoss was speaking as he's like talking. Lovedoss is saying how it's going to work. No, we'll talk every day, but you're checking in. And he's going to hold out his hand with this piece of paper with this one word written on it. What's the word? Obey. (laughs) He gives you a thumbs up. and He's like, okay, I'll find you. I know where you are. <laughs> and he's still scared shitless, mind you. Oh, this is not the definitely. same boy you guys saw yesterday who was all uh-huh. happy and go lucky. It was better to warn him, though. Uh-huh. I mean, Lila feels a little bad, but. <laughs> he was hoping he was going with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lila gives him a big hug. Don't you worry now, because we'll, we'll probably, you know, be back before they even get here, okay? You know, we've got to go get some more troops and come back. So in the meantime, you protect, you know, help protect New Haven. Help protect, you know, Pascoli. And, um... They you ship know, a whole 10,000. Ship a whole 10,000. Yeah. That's good to know. It's um, a big ship. Quite literally, the only weapon that Lovedoss has is this lead bolt blow dart that he is grasping in his hand at this point. Hey. You know, if you show that letter to maybe Reginald or show it to uh, some of the other captains, maybe they'll stick around and help you out, eh? And, uh, don't show the letter I handed you. What letter? As he eats it. And he gets a pat on the head. <laughs> what letter? <laughs> um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, you don't worry too much now. I don't know. And like I said, you get the, the joy of, uh, you know, running New Haven while we're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the best boss ever! And he looks, he ch- his demeanor went from being scared and skittish to happy and optimistic again, and he just puffs out of his chest, and he's like, yay! And he gives a big old thumbs up. I got this! Sure do, buddy. All right, well, thank you. And uh, we're going to get ready to kip out, okay? You said it's all ready to go and holds to... Yep. Skippy's the first mate. He'll help you. Okay, bye! As he half pushes you, half throws you onto the ship. Uh, can I press to digitize Corey clean? Yeah. Okay. Gross. Lila got half half pushed, half thrown onto the actual ship. It's bound to happen. And I don't know if Lila said anything, but... <laughs> she just kind of took it as part for course, like, Okay, guys, so, uh... Somebody was gonna push her. <sighs> I suppose we're, uh, ready to kip out, eh? 
And I already gave you a hug, Uncle Zenzen, so unless you're wanting to come up here and give me another one, uh... Well, but he is waiting you off, as long as he can. Better not draw- drag out the goodbyes, eh? Lovedoss is going to kind of reach into his pack, and even though, like, his rations don't necessarily contain this, I'm going to take away a ration and throw her, like, raw ribs of, like, generic common animal. So, like, I kind of just toss onto the ship. They're either goat ribs or deer ribs or cow ribs. Nothing special. Just take care. I know you. <laughs> uh. Leon, are you going on the ship? Because Leon hasn't said he's going on board. So the ship has not left yet. I mean, what was the response from Big Daddy D? Ah, see, it hadn't come through until just now as you're boarding the vessel. I was waiting for you to say I'm boarding and then the message was going to come through. <laughs> oh no, I'm waiting for that before I do anything. Because <laughs> my, my, my dumb ass isn't doing anything without Big Daddy D instructions. Okay. Boom. Prior. You get the response in your head. What's the response say? Scroll back up. Give me a second. Mm -hmm. I suck dick for $7. Wait, what type of message is that? <laughs> sounds like a porno. Sounds like he was in the middle of something. <laughs> he had a stray thought, and it went to me. Really, dude? The Big Daddy D distraction. How crowded is the area? Is there, like, a spot I could pull Leon over to? Really and truly, he's not there yet, so you can pull him back, which is why you guys missed that last interaction. Okay. As soon as I get the message, um, Pryor will hold out an arm to, like, stop Leon and, like, look around and see if anybody's nearby. No one of consequence. Drakesh has responded. <clears throat> he says he's rallying forces for your revival, and that they will be ready to aid Pascoli whenever you arrive. They're delaying the Elven ambassadors on purpose until we can gather some more information, and that the old mission is through. My new mission now is to just gather information. So my job is to return, regardless. Regardless, you are to go back. Well, at least now I have a heading, because you know what? I'm tired of not knowing what the hell to do. When I'm sitting here in my blacksmith, at least I know what the hell I'm doing. I at least know some type of direction. I don't know. Adventuring seems to suit you. No, I'm just great at adapting. That's the only way I've survived all these years. And that's how you become a great adventurer. Great, maybe. Good, I'll take. So I appreciate the compliment. And then Pryor will give him like a pat on the back with his big old hand and then keep walking. Now, I gotta sit there and out of game ask, who did I give the other stone to? You gave one to Pryor. No, you gave two to Pryor. I'm sorry. And you have the third. I was going to say, I thought I gave him both. Yeah, you gave him both. One for him, one for Luther, because you hadn't seen Luther since Luther went to bed. So you gave him both. Okay, that's what I just wanted to clarify to make sure, because otherwise I was going to give it to him before I walked on board. Yep, nope. You gave him both. And you've also given your word, apparently, that... You're going to let Lila send me messages through the giant game of telephone. I mean, on our way there, I can make another one for her so that she has her own. Now, when it comes to these setting stones, since it's like a, a triangle, if we talk into one, does it go automatically to the other two? Or do you have to specify which one you're talking to? It can go. It can work either way. You can either use it like a walkie or you can use it like a cell phone. Okay. Either way works just fine. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's always been a, a discretional thing because it's never actually specified. 
I'm going to say you have a choice. You can use it either way because I'm making them closed circuit. So I'll just make her one of her own. That, that way you can communicate directly and don't have to use any spell slots. And right before I climb on board, I'll sit there and tell them not to die yet because the fun hasn't even started. Don't die till I get back. Oh, Basically. No promises. As you cross over and you end up on the other side of the ship saying, don't die till I get back, he kicks the gangplank and it falls into the ocean. You guys set sail, and you guys head out, and you guys head back north to Salash. Does my helmet require attunement? It does, but once you wear it for long enough, you're good to go. So you just don't have it yet. Yeah, I'm trying to create things. Okay. Lila is done. Leon is done. Now, prior, you are left alone with Lovedoss. And Corey! So the, the ship has taken off, though? Yes, the ship is backing out. It's going in out to port, uh, off to the Salaf at this point. All right, I'm going to cast Send to Delilah, our own secret little thing. Okay. As soon as I find her DM. Send her the message. She will send you a response back, but we will keep it yeah. at the moment until necessary for you to reveal. And as Love Doss is left alone with Pryor, or nearly alone with Pryor, Lovedoss is just going to kind of look at him and state, Are you with me? Walk with me, Lovedoss. And he'll, like, try to take Lovedoss to a less populated area. <laughs> We're at a point now where there's individuals always keeping an eye on Lovedoss. Not just goblins. There's always been a few of those. Mm-hmm. But, like, you notice that even if I turn to walk away, there's a few elves who half follow they're not within earshot that's not the problem uh, they are within range yeah that's fine not mm-hmm. that love Doss believes you're a problem i want to make that clear love Doss doesn't believe you're a problem wholeheartedly i mean he believes you're a problem but not his problem <laughs> i am somebody's problem <laughs> if it comes to that but There are individuals within the militia who are likely, he needs to be safe. We're taking it upon ourselves. Keep eyes on him. You might get a stab in if it were to come to that. But you ain't gonna be able to, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you mean. So if you look around, you see that, like, uh, there are people pretty fucking obviously watching. But we can get to privacy. And upon getting there, to some place that is moderately private, Lovedoss is going to look at Pryor and be like, what did you want to speak about? And this is almost a Lovedoss you have not seen, as far as personality traits and, like, how he is presenting. Mm-hmm. You feel like I'm, I'm confident that like you feel as far as his personality goes that there's something it, it yeah love Doss himself isn't intimidating at all but there's something about this whole situation and any encounter with love Doss right now that makes most people at least think about it. I think the most hilarious thing about the situation is, do you still have no money to your name? Uh, I have more than no money, but I have nine silver and eight <laughs> copper. <laughs> and oh, hold on. I have nine silver, eight copper, 
and 1,132 individuals. Mm-hmm. Plus goblins. So as they get to a more secluded area to speak, Pryor gives a serious look, and he goes, I do not trust these black scales. I want to be candid with you. And he's trying to gauge your reaction. Because he wants he also wants to see who like whose side you're exactly on. Are you fighting? Who are are you fighting? Is what he's really like trying to gauge. Lovdoss kinda has this stoic look upon his face and calmly states, You know, or I hope you've picked up that I don't trust who's in charge here. But this place is special. The elves have no right disturbing my brothers. Love Doss, I have a plan. And some people may not like it, but it is my plan. And he's going to pull out the second Sending Stone. Like, so he still has one, but he's going to pull out the other one. Mm-hmm. And he's going to hand it to Love Doss. And almost absent-mindedly, Love Doss is going to just slide it into his pocket. I don't trust these black scales, and I think we need an inside man. I'm going to convince Luther to join the black scales with me. You will join what you don't trust. I'm an inside man. He looks down at his pocket. And what's that about, then? I will be in contact with you, to the best of my ability, using this stone. With any information that I might have to reveal the conspiracy I know to be true. We both know the elves to be patient people who only attack with good reason. I want to find out what that reason is. And I think it's the Black Scales. And there's this same just stoic look across Love Doss's face. Like, Pryor hasn't seen such a determined, besides determined to protect Lila, he has not seen this side. He has seen the rage a little bit, but he hasn't seen a determination to overcome an obstacle. And Love Doss is going to nod and say, I I understand, but I hate asking this of you. Can I get your holy symbol? As like it, it's it should be obvious to Pryor that Love Doss is trying to leverage some form of favor with Pryor's church. He's not necessarily, like, I want to make it explicitly clear, he is not necessarily looking for combative aid. He wants to be able to send his people to wherever they need to go to get fed and get care, as well as combat. None are less equal than the others. Hmm. I think Pryor's uh, holy symbol that he carries around all the time is just on his shield. Yeah, it was embedded in your shield. He'll take his shield off his back and stare at it for a minute. I can't take that. I won't. But he, sets, he's, he will set it down on the table anyway. And pushing it back towards you. But I hate even asking this. But can your people help mine? I haven't talked to my people in a long time. But with what I remember... They probably would not. They are cowards, and they are weak. So you are better than them. I'd like to think. The reason I left in the first place. Hmm. Could they care for my ill? 
They could care for the ill, but you wouldn't find them in battle. Where could I send them? That's a great question, Eric. Where is Pryor from? Well, I'm assuming you're asking about the Church of Itana, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay, so the the specific Temple of Itana. First of all, Pryor would have to find it in the city. One of your followers may already know, because I mentioned that the church that Itana was represented. Every church was represented in your thousand-member board. So you'd have to find out where the church was. But knowing that Itana is a peaceful deity, helping with food and sick and that kind of stuff is right up her church's alley. So yes, you would want to get that kind of assistance, but not in combat, like like Bailey was saying. Yeah, and I think the church, the actual church that that Pryor grew up at, is very far away. Yeah, probably four or five hundred miles away from here, or more. Pryor's a traveling man. Pryor, if you could find your people, I would appreciate it. I'll see what I can find out. And he'll pick his shield up off the table and put it back on his back. Before you go to pick your shield up, Lovedoss is going to grab that dart of his. And on the inside of your shield, just scratch the lever, the letters L-R. It's my initials. I'm just scratching my initials into your shield. So you know I can sell it for a lot of money. At least in this city, eventually. (laughs) Guys, at the beginning of today, I did not intend to start a militia. No, I figured you didn't. I didn't intend for Pryor to want to join the Black Scales, but this is where we're at now. (laughs) (laughs) As long as we all understand this. I I love it. This has gone so beautifully. What is Pryor's next plan of action? Because I assume Keegan's and Lovedoss's is to go to that bar and meet up with people. Oh, by sunset dash 10 p.m.? I definitely plan on being there. Okay. Prior going? Uh, Prior actually wants to go back to the Golden Job, and he wants to wait for Luther because he has a lot of catching up to do. Oh, perfect. All right. So I'm going to go take care of Lovedoss first because his is closer than the Golden Job. Yeah. You guys are walking out of New Haven together. One of you is going to take a left. The other one's going to go straight because one has to stay in the south. The other one has to go all the way back to the northern side of the city. Um, this is the most peaceful you've ever seen the city. People are shutting their doors, closing up at night. Like everyone is like putting lights at. Like this is not normal for Pascoli. Like it's th- the sun's not even setting, and people are already inside. People are already at home, shutting up and closing up and taking care of their things for the night. She got people scared. So you're gonna have a very easy route home. Love Doss. You're headed straight across. To the southern gates of the city, because that's where the that's where that bar is. It's near the southern, near the actual southern entrance to the city. Do I pass any street gangs on my way? Not really, because groups of hoodlims, like street gangs, are probably a little extreme because that implies organization. But I'm even talking like petty thieves who borderline work together. Not tonight. Okay. Yeah, I. Just keep on going. Yeah. If I do encounter anybody out, Lovedoss tries to get them to follow him. Not tonight. Everyone is in their homes hugging their loved ones. <laughs> but Lovedoss, you are walking. You've 
basically it's a clear path you see a couple single individuals but they're all walking hurriedly and with intent to get home and in their beds type of deal they're trying to get home to their loved ones everyone's got that soul focused in mind has anybody else here seen the peaky blinders I love on the peaky blinders. okay oh, oh my yeah, god like love dos is Definitely in a Tommy Shelby sort of mood. <laughs> yes. You're either following me or you're getting fucked. And I don't care if you go into your house. If I see you in the street, words are said okay. to say, hey, come with me. If you don't, fuck off. You're not worth my time right now. But he is calling out every individual he sees. All right. Roll five persuasion checks, DC 15 or higher, you get two people. Under 15, but above 10, you get one. Under 10, you don't get either of them. You do five of them. Okay, I am rolling one, two, and I'm writing down numbers. I'll read them to you in a second. You're fine. Three, four. Okay, I rolled a 21. Two. 12. One. Three. An 18. Two more, five. Uh, it would be a 24 because it was a nat 20 plus four. That was a group of three. You got all three of them. Okay, so <laughs> plus... So you're an eight. Two plus one plus two plus three. And then I rolled a 15. So two. So you got 10. You got 10 out of 11 people you ran into. <laughs> you are on a... Whew, Let's do this. You are on a mission. People can tell, and they are just following you. One of them was a woman with her children. She decided not to. I get that. And, like, <laughs> there's no ill will. Mm -mm. But the posse, the gang, the militia that I have raised is now up to 1,142. Mm -hmm. Yep. So these guys all fall in line, and you guys... You have the southern gates on your right, and you have the bar directly in front of you. This bar is an outdoor-styled bar. It's got an indoor area where you can go where the cooks are, where the bar actually is, all that kind of stuff. But outside, there's all kinds of chairs, tables. Think the Jamaican-style outdoor bars, right? Uh-huh. You have an indoor section. But it's not really indoors because it's hot as hell here in the desert, right? So, and it's run by a bear who wants that breeze. Mm -hmm. It's indoors, but there's no walls. There's a roof. There's walls around the kitchen itself, but that's only for sanitary reasons. Because we don't want sand in the food. Yes. Correct. And it's like 200 degrees in the kitchen. We don't hire anybody but lizards. No. No offense, lizard folk. Except the owner of the bar himself, who will go in and check on the food occasionally to make sure things are going the right way. Throw the bitches out of the kitchen who aren't cooking the right way. As you walk up, the one guy who stands out from the entire crowd. I mean, because your whole crowd is here. All thousand plus guys are here. They even have what was an old barn, old stables. They've cut that away so that there's a more underneath seating area 
he's got he's got one of the biggest bars in the south in the south side. He can hold a good fifteen hundred, two thousand people on all three levels of his barn section of his bar and the main outside of his original bar. Uh Lovedoss would have grabbed one dagger out of the crates. Okay. Just a regular it's just a regular dagger at that point. Yeah, it's nothing special. Mm-mm. But upon seeing the first Urson he sees in the establishment. It's the one behind the bar. You the boss. Now, you are actually faced with a huge Urson. I'm 90% sure. However, I'm going to allow that Urson to describe himself. Go ahead, Brinkle. Introduce yourself and your new character. So you're looking at a 7 foot 10 panda. Uh-huh. He's rugged. He's scarred, but he at least has a friendly undertone. So you wouldn't expect this big, hulking, huge panda to actually be nice. How does he tend to respond when somebody greets him with a dagger in hand? Not menacingly pointing at you, but the dagger is definitely in my hand. Doesn't bother him one bit. Okay. I mean, it is Piscoli. Well, not only that, but... He, like I said, he's seven foot ten. He has scars. It's not, you know, beautiful looking black and white like you would see at, you know, the zoo. It's, it's, you know, charred in some areas, you know, just essentially battle worn. Mm-hmm. He has two different color eyes, one blue, one yellow. And he has a deeper like gruff kind of like you know like the old man sitting at the bar type of voice mm-hmm. but it's mainly because of years of you know yelling and so on and so forth he's got a perpetual sore throat more or less he, okay. he, he's the gruff old man which is actually kind of funny because before you put me behind the bar i actually took brewer's tools and cook utensil tool proficiencies oh fantastic before you even did that. Did you actually go Order of Keg or no? No, I went the Order of the Two Heavens. Oh, okay. You went that way. You just took those because you're like, I like that idea. Well, because <laughs> um, that's my monastic tradition. But mm-hmm. background, I went Guild Artisan, which gives me another. So the Guild is what gives me the cooking because it's going to be like a chef or whatever. But then the Brewers comes from the the thing. You're fine. I was just curious. I thought you took it because I I said you automatically get those if you go that route at all. I actually forgot that. Yeah, they were already pre-built into it. They wouldn't have needed either of those. Well, I forgot, okay? <laughs> all good. All good. Go ahead and um, he just, loved us. just walked up to you and said, are you the boss? Do I own the establishment? You've actually been presented as the owner. Okay. This is that's, yours. That's what I needed to know, because I heard the owner aspect, but I didn't know if you were actually talking about me or not. Yeah, you. If you want to call me the boss, sure. But yes, I am in charge. Do you want to have my back? And Love Doss is almost eerily calm at this point. Now, are you, you're not trying to hide what you're saying, yes, Love Doss? Not at all. Okay, perfect. Because the guys behind you cheer you on and go, yeah! Everyone in here has his back. So it kind of encourages. Lovedoss just points, puts up his index finger and half 
expects everybody to shut the fuck up. Oh, no, they absolutely do. They just d- gave you a real quick support of their... Yeah, like, they had no reason to speak up, is where Love Doss is oh, at. No, they just did. They were not part of this conversation. No. The only people could who could speak is a paladin of June, and I wouldn't have yelled at him. Or Lady Stormbreaker, who is not anywhere near here. No, she's a good 50 miles away already. Yeah, she's she's sailing away. Yep. All right. Works for me. But do you have my back? I'm sorry, good sir, but who exactly are you? I am the man who have brought who has brought all of this here. Love Doss. This is more business than you've had a lot lately, by the way, Poe. You see me extending my hand. Now, like you know how, like, when most people extend a handshake, it's vertical, right? My hand's horizontal. I'm looking for a handshake. But it's flat out there. Are we talking about palm up or palm down? My palm is down. If you come to meet mine, I will definitely twist both of our hands, you know, that 90-degree normal handshake. But as of right now, it's palm down, hand extended out of me. And Eric, you sat there and said that most of the people behind him have been my regulars? No, they're not all your regulars. These are new faces. He brought at least 800 new faces that you have never seen before to your bar. And this is the busiest you've been in quite a while. He just brought you a lot of money. Right. And that's what I was getting ready to say. It's a factor of money. My people are buying drinks. <laughs> By the dozen. <laughs> Your bar is like eight people deep and in the weeds beyond all belief because you are not used to nearly a thousand people just flocking here. Not all at once. No, like, I imagine that's a day, but I just brought a day. On a day, he was not expecting any business because of the big announcement that was happening in the center of town. When a big oh. festival or something's happening, the guys on the outskirts don't get the business. Poe's going to take a second, look sideways, and look beyond him. How can you help me? My people have told me you can. Have you guys ever seen Treasure Planet? Um, Once yes. Okay, you, you know the cyborg, the cook. Mm-hmm. He's not intimidated by the dagger. That's why he had the, you know, kind of monotone. But... Mm-hmm. When he looks past him and sees the new faces, he'll kind of perk up at the factor of new money, because money, plus it lets him do his skill, which is what he's basically all about. Well, seeing the new faces, I can show you guys a good time. Food and drink is my specialty. So I want to use a class feature at this point. I know I've already used a different feature, but... um. I want to use my hypnotic gaze. Okay. I'm imagining we're talking across a bar. A bar puts us within five feet of each other. I'm looking at you in a way that is just charming. Could you throw me a wisdom saving throw, please? Oh. One sec. Yeah. I I, I only mentioned name to make sure you knew who I was talking to. That's going to be an 18. You cocksucker. You're not charmed. Though, I would like to believe that you do find me charming. 
Well, he can respect the factor of a talker and a person who can sit there and mess with the masses, so to speak. Yeah, you're not manipulated by any degree. But you can see what I'm doing. You can see the huge numbers that I've pulled into your establishment definitely help in my favor. So here's the thing. Some of my people need space to lay their head. They definitely need food. And I don't know, did you hear the announcement? I did. Unfortunately, that's why there was almost no business today. Can you see my people? Basically all elves. The ten new ones that he just brought with him are the only non-elves. And they're a variety of non-Nagani as well. There might be a goblin or two just of hangover that, you know, came from the district because, well, that's Zeno. We should follow him. But, like, definitely 98 degrees of this shit is... Yeah, that was a boy band reference. Fuck everyone. But, um, (laughs) the vast majority of the group that is behind me throughout your bar right now. It's mostly elves. I ain't got nothing against elves, good sir. If anything, I've fought alongside and worked alongside elves. I don't think you do, but we were told to leave. That it was for our best interest. These are my people. We will fight for this city, but we will not fight for the leadership of the city after what they just told us. And as Lovedoss says that, the crowd behind him gets a little rowdy. Mm-hmm. There's murmurs, there's roars, there's like cheering him on. And there's a few people who are like, wait, did he just say he's going to take on the leadership? <laughs> but he ignores all of that as if it's not even happening. And he's looking at you, and he's like, can you, and will you help us? Excuse me, I would also like a very hard drink before you answer. At which point Poe turns around, and you see him reach up onto the top shelf of the wide array of liquors and alcohol and varieties, and you see him pour a... Clearer, please. As in, like, preference of alcohol. Love Doss prefers clearer alcohols over his whiskeys. Well, luckily for you, I was going to sit there and say one of the crystal, most crystal clear alcohol that you could have seen. Mm. Ah. But I was going to put the bottle down in front of you. That way you could have a toast with your underlings, subordinates, generals, whichever you prefer. And after that, you hear a thunk as he puts his elbow down. Almost like you would see a guy put his arm up for arm wrestling, and he says, this is how we make an accord in my bar. And he reaches his hand out. Because anyone who's willing to sit there and fight for their own people and has a belief deep enough to stand up and actually be willing to fight and not be afraid and cower in the darkness will always have help and friendship at this bar. Don't hate me, but... Love Doss is going to press to digitize your hand clean before he shakes it. You'll just get a deep guttural chuckle. At least that shit's clean now. Doesn't bother him one bit. Whether it's clean, whether it's dirty, it's all about the meaning behind it. And 
He's going to pour a shot for Lila, a shot for himself, a shot for the bartender, and a shot for the two he has appointed. So there's five shots. That's it. The one for Lila immediately gets just flipped onto the bar, spilling an ounce or so of alcohol. But the rest gets slid slid to the people. The rest of the people are just people, and I'm going to slide the bottle back to the bar. That's yours. Suit yourself, good sir. And I'm assuming we all take them. I don't know if the bar takes its drink, but my side does. Yeah, no, the bar takes its drink. When my people are hungry, I'll send them here. They'll pay... I'll pay what we can. And... We will keep this place safe. Sounds good to me. And even if somebody can't pay, there's always the factor of bartering, and I can always use extra help. I have plenty of help, though maybe not immediately. It's an accord. Sometimes it takes time. No worries. So, Love Doss promises protection to Poe's Tavern. What is the name of Poe's Tavern, by the way? Would it be cliche of me to say the Drunken Noodle? No. We're going to go with the drunken. And on top of that, he promises some labor. Not necessarily cooking, tending bar, but painting the outside, reshingling your roof, that type of shit. I guarantee you, with 1,100 and is it 42 now? Yeah. Yeah, 1,142 individuals. I have at least one roofer in this group. Fingers crossed they survive. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> fingers crossed they survive. Oh, let's see. Times 0.33. I'm expecting at the very worst, a 33% survival rate. 33% will survive? Yes, that is my absolute worst. Unless we're 100% wiped out. Mm-hmm. If anyone lives, if it's not zero, I expect it to be at least 33%. It'll be There's about 300, yeah. There's that fair. Uh, yeah. That's 377. Yeah, I could understand that. Especially if you guys train up and all that jazz. Exactly. Her census data. Mm-hmm. 4.6% of Americans have roofing experience. That means... Of my 1,142... You have about 40 of those. It says 48. So I want to believe that 42. So, like, 33% of 42 still leaves me with, like, 13, 14 roofers. I'm likely to have at least one roofer to help this man out. Rebuilding after the war. Yeah. I'll have people and connections regardless. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to lie to you about how good they are. But (laughs) they at least know what a roof is. (laughs) I mean, if they don't Uh do their job well enough, I can always crack them on the head with a ladle. Fucking kill them for all I care at that point. But I have secured food and medical care. Mm -hmm. Training is next, and I don't necessarily have immediate connections to that. No, but that's okay. Now... I'm going to jump on over, and we're going to talk with Pryor to end the night. Pryor. Yes? 
you get back to the golden job. However, out front, there is a squad of five members of the guard. They're the black armor with the red trim, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. The leader of them looks at a piece of paper, looks at the, another piece of paper, says, that's him. Grab him. They walk up. They surround you. He walks up straight in front of you. Now, you made yourself weaponless earlier. Yeah. Not that you're unarmed and you're not dangerous, but you are weaponless. And he says, I am Captain Greke. Lady Drashani wishes an audience with the Reapers. Tomorrow, what shall I tell her? I'll have to consult with the other Reaper first, but tell us she'll hear an answer. Of course. We will be back tomorrow to escort you. And he turns and they walk away. And then it's late at this point. Are you planning to go into the bar? Or are you planning just to go straight to bed? Because it's been a long day. Uh, he'll go to the bar and get some, uh, get something to drink. Or maybe a couple drinks just to wind down as he waits for Luther. And then if Luther takes a while, he'll just go to bed. All right. Luther's going to take a little while. So you're going to end up going to bed. But there's a few people in the bar. They're talking about the day and the announcement that was made and so on and so forth. And that they're hoping this means more work, et cetera, et cetera. That kind of generic mercenary bar talk. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I hope this means more work. This would be great. I'm not signing up for the military, but I'll help them in any way I can. Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of pro. Yay. I get to kill shit. Yeah. And make money doing it. Talk. But after a couple hours of hearing that, you just get tired of it and you just go on up and go to bed. And I feel like that's a great place to end the day. 